Welcome to my first episode of Sarah the Medium, the podcast. I've been asked to do this for a really long time and I am finally giving it a go. Today I want to talk about really how I started this journey and what this journey means to me. Whenever people ask me how I got into this for work and how I figured out that I had ability, I always feel like I don't have enough time to explain the whole answer or no matter how much information that I give, it never quite feels like it's enough. So I'm going to kind of take the time to navigate this one for you. Like so many of us, I think really all of us, our stories and our trajectory are not linear. We're always branching out in different directions. There's so many different moving parts that are happening simultaneously. And I think this is a huge part of why no matter how much information I give, I never really feel like I'm giving enough. So I hope that this allows me to be able to give you a little bit more of an understanding on how I got myself where I am today. It really does start way back at the beginning when I was a girl. Um, I always had a sense of knowing. I always had a sense of comfort that I was uh, always around what I thought at the time was God. And I mean, I will not argue myself at that. We are all surrounded by God, divine universe, call it what you will. Um, I definitely, looking back, was feeling a lot of uh, my guides around me as well. But I really didn't know the difference between what I was feeling and what everyone else was feeling. So to me, I was just living my life. As I started getting older, I definitely started seeing a lot more with my eyes, which I am not a fan of. Uh, it took me a long time to figure out how to set rules and boundaries with spirit, but uh, we all can do that. Um, I will talk to you guys more about that in later episodes. Um, so... It didn't really start making me pay attention to it until I started getting much older. Um, when I was a teen in school, it was very challenging because I was feeling lots of different things for everybody. Um, I'm sure you all have heard the term empath. Um, I think we make a lot of excuses for why we feel the way we feel when we say that we are empath. I think that it's really important, again, to set boundaries and everything like that. So I do not walk around completely open and, and really draining my energy entirely. Um, but when I got married, I got married when I was young and my husband, his dad had um, passed when he was 10, so I never got a chance to meet him. And it started becoming pretty obvious to me that um, I felt very connected to his dad. Although I never met him here in the physical world, and he comes from a family where they don't chat a lot about um, their loved ones that are crossed over, but I would tell my husband just randomly like, oh, this was your dad's favorite thing, or I think his favorite food was this, or I don't know why, but I just really feel like I know him. And he would look at me like I was kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't blame him. Um, but I just remember when one day in the kitchen I had told him that I was pretty sure that he used to give his his mom like M&Ms while she watched TV. So I was like, you should call her and ask her. And he did. And it, it's true. And he was like really weirded out. I started realizing like maybe not everyone feels this connected. Maybe not every, maybe this isn't such a quote unquote normal thing to feel like I know him even though I didn't get a chance to meet him. Why do I know this information? It's not stored in my brain. So where is this information coming from? 
So at this time, I was working as a dental hygienist. Um, ever since I was a young kid, I always had a sense of knowing kind of what I was supposed to do. I always loved going to the dentist. I wanted to be a dentist at, uh, for a long time. And then later in, probably like at the end of my high school career, I kind of swapped it to being like, you know what? I should just be a hygienist. It's less school, blah, blah, blah. I'm very, very practical. I was worried about student loans and stuff like that. So I ended up becoming a dental hygienist at 20. And um, I was doing that for a few years by the time that I got married. Um, and then I got pregnant with my daughter when I was 24. And uh, I knew that I was going to get pregnant quickly, but I didn't realize how quickly I was going to get pregnant. The first month that we tried, we ended up getting pregnant, which I thank God for. I know there are so many people that struggle. Um, and I told my husband, I'm like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, okay, like this was before I actually found out that I was pregnant. I remember just taking test after test after test after test and they kept coming out negative, but I was like, I know that I'm pregnant. Finally, um, I did get a positive and I just knew that I was going to have a girl. Um, he swore up and down, as did most people around me, that I was going to be having a boy. Um, my due date ended up being the 2nd of February, but I told them, like, nope, she's going to come on the 11th. And she sure did. <laughs> she came on the 11th. She took her dear sweet time to get out. Um, and then I started really kind of being like, all right, uh, there must be more to this than what I am seeing or what I'm allowing myself to see. And at this time, this is a story I don't really tell too many people about, but at, during this time, um, I was working as a hygienist. Me and my husband were living in our apartment. It really was happening a bit more then, but also when I moved into my house and I was having my daughter, there was a period of time probably that lasted a span of a few years where my body would just hurt and I would lay on the floor and I would cry and I would tell my husband, there's something that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not doing it. And I would just, he didn't know what to do with me and I didn't know what to do with myself either. Um, but my body and my, my was just not okay. And my soul was trying to communicate what my body was not allowing me to listen to. Um, and amazingly, as I started leaning into my intuition and into my mediumship, this really resolved. Um, but anyway, um, back on back on track. So I had my daughter, and she was probably about like nine months old. And I really got this urge to go to see a medium. So I didn't really know where to start. I ha I've always been very open. I've always been very interested in it all, but I also am still uh, someone that goes into things a bit more skeptical. I want to make sure that the person that I'm meeting with is legitimate. I want to make sure that they have good intentions. I want to make sure that I like their energy. So I found this girl. I don't really remember how I found her, but I found this girl that was a local medium in the county that I live in. And I, I pretty much stalked this girl's page for probably four months. Um, and then I finally made an appointment to see her. And when I met her, there was something that really just connected. Um, we ended up having the same birthday. She had told me 
that I had ability. And previous people that I had been to had told me the same thing, but I always chalked it up to the fact that they wanted to make money off of me to take their classes and stuff like this. Um, but this girl was offering a class that she was running for free as kind of like a trial. So I joined her class and it was totally out of my comfort zone, but I needed to do this for myself. I just had this really comforted feeling and I was going to go and I was going to do it. So I went home and I told my husband about it and he was on board. He's great. He's always very supportive of me. Thank God, because if he wasn't, I'd be in trouble because um, I'm always torturing him and making him go outside his comfort zone. But I went to this class and I'll never forget because I ended up coming home and telling my husband like so much of my life makes sense. Uh, in this class, we basically worked on intuition and did these exercises to show how much we actually had, learning you how to kind of tap into it. So I went to a couple of these classes that she had, maybe three of them. Um, they all kind of specialized in something different, um, but all the same, the same gist. So after doing those classes and kind of establishing a friendship with this person, she asked me to start doing readings with her. She had her own little uh, business, so I was doing readings underneath her name. And that's really how I started doing um, readings. I didn't really know what I was doing when I started, um, which I think is true for everyone that starts doing any kind of reading. Um, no one can really teach you how to do it. They can give you tools, they can give you an understanding, they can set up sessions for you, but you kind of have to go into it and learn how to speak spirit's language and how to trust yourself and how to know where the information is coming from. So for probably a couple of years, I ended up working under her name because I remember being pregnant with my son, who's three years <clears throat> younger than my daughter, so at least for two years, and then I really felt like I needed to make the switch um, and kind of stem off on my own. Spirit was making me feel like that's where I had to go with this. So I kind of opened underneath my own name doing readings. Um, I would rent space out of just random, <laughs> random locations. I was out of a makeup studio first, and then I went out of a healing center um, and now, uh, fast forward, I guess, seven years later, I have my own shop and I see people in person and on the phone. Um, there was no big aha moment for me, which is a big part of why I have a hard time telling people exactly how I got started doing this. Um, I had a lot of resistance when... I started kind of leaning into it for a couple of different reasons. One of them was I kept on asking like myself, like, why do you think you could do this? You're not special. I always had this idea that people that did any kind of this work, whether it is psychic or mediumship or spiritual healing or any, anything in the realm of spirit, I thought these people were quote unquote special and better than the average person. And I never felt that way about myself. I think that um, I would be like, I, I curse and I get angry and I am just, I, I won't say that I'm a normal person, but I am, I, I'm no one special. 
Uh, it took a lot of healing around that and, and realizing my worth and realizing that like, no, this is something that you can do. You don't have to be quote unquote special. I am a firm, firm believer that every single one of us has ability. We all are spirits having a human experience. We all have the ability to communicate with spirit, whether that is our loved ones that are crossed over, our spirit guides, our team, our higher selves, our intuition. Some of us are a little bit more um, naturally good at connecting. Some people have less walls up. Some people have less fear around it. Another aspect that kind of held me back for a bit and kind of kept me with like one foot in and one foot out was I had a lot of things to heal with um, religion. Uh, I grew up in a religion where this was kind of frowned upon. <laughs> um, so when I was kind of leaning into it, I kept on like really like one foot in and one foot out. Like I wanted to go into it, but I also had a lot of this trepidation. So I had to do a lot of healing around that as well. So a big part of how I established myself uh, doing mediumship was through a lot of prayer. Um, even now, before I do my sessions, I say a prayer. I thank God for my, for, for my ability. I thank God for allowing me to help other people. Um, and I really do a lot of work with kind of like clearing my ego so that I can show up in the session exactly how I am meant to show up for this person with no attachment or anything from my ego. Um, but yeah, it was a journey for me to kind of heal through that as well. And I really worked through it a lot by, by realizing that as long as I go into something with good intentions, good will come out of it. There was a lot of fear on, you know, not just religion stuff, but also with like scary movies, right? As stupid as it is, and I can laugh at myself now, like, well, what if uh, a bad spirit comes through? What if, um... You know, I find out bad things. A big part of what I do in my practice now as well, when I'm saying my prayer, I set intentions. Intentions are my favorite. I'm sure you'll hear me talk about intentions a million times. Um, intentions are super simple. And I say that this is all for good. We don't want to hear any crap. <laughs> um, so only good things that will be healing and beneficial for us to know. Um, Another thing that really happened when I leaned into my mediumship is that, again, I didn't really know exactly that it was mediumship when I started doing it. I kind of had to figure out what this was that I was doing. And I'm not one to fit in the box, so I really don't. I have a hard time really just saying I am a medium because I feel like I am a lot more than just a medium. Um, psychic stuff comes up at least uh, a little bit in each reading that I do, unless the person tells me that they don't want to hear any of it, then that's fine. I don't have to share that. I set that in my intention. Um, a lot of energy related things come up where people might be storing more stuff, where they need to kind of, how to help them balance their energies, um, kind of helping to, uh, release traumas. Um, there is a lot of physical healing as well and physical things that come up. Uh, sometimes when someone's having an issue with a body part, it doesn't even have to be the person that I'm sitting with. Uh, spirit sometimes has information and helpful techniques to kind of, um, help this person promote a bit more healing. I have helped diagnose animals in sessions with issues that have been going on for them. 
And yeah, you heard me right. I accidentally found out that I can also um, connect with animals, which was also a really weird thing to kind of wrap my head around. Um, the first time that I actually brought an animal through, I came home and told my husband I'm Eliza Thornberry because I, I, um, I just felt like it was really, I brought it to another level of weird in my opinion at the time. But now I realize that a soul is a soul. So we can connect to animals just the same as we can connect with people. Um, so, you know, I, I really sit in immense gratitude for my journey and for everyone that has helped me get where I am today. Um, as I told you guys, I was working as a dental hygienist when I really started this adventure. And I, I really juggled the two of those things for, I think it was about five years, um, seven, it might have been more than that. So I started this adventure in 2016. Yep. So it was about five years, four and a half, five years that I that I juggled both the, the, the healthcare world of dental hygiene and mediumship. And as the, the more I leaned into my mediumship and my ability, the harder it got for me to sit with a patient for extended periods of time and not, um, not have a hard time with it. Um, so I really kind of used COVID as a stepping stone for me to get out of doing dental hygiene and fully, um, commit to the world of spirit. And during that time, I really did feel a lot of shifting happen for happening for me. My readings became, um, a bit clearer, um, a bit more powerful, and just like anything else in life, we're always going through these transitional moments where we kind of, as I call it, level up um, and just kind of get to that next level. So the more I invest in my ability, um, the, the better and the clearer the information is when it comes through. Just like anything else, uh, we have to stay practicing it. Um, and there is a lot of self-care that goes into this as well, especially for the work that I do, it's really important for me to spend a lot of time by myself, a lot of time clearing, a lot of time connecting to spirit, a lot of time sitting in my own energy, um, a lot of time asking spirit if I'm on the right track. Um, but anyway, this is the, the best way that I can share with you my journey and how I ended up where I am today. Just a reminder that every single one of us has the ability to connect with our loved ones. You do not need anyone to help you to connect. But quite often, it is um, difficult to connect to our own loved ones if we are not practicing it. There's a lot more fear that goes into it. You know, what if they don't come through? Um, you know, our ego will get in the way. So um, if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope to see you guys back again for um, my next one. And I wish you all love and light and happiness and healing and thank you all for your love and support. I'll talk to you later. Bye.